is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Thursday, getting set for a New Year's weekend, New Year's Eve. We got Michigan, Alabama, New Year's Day. You can watch a game with me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. Cowboys and the Lions Saturday night in Dallas. I'll be with our friends from the game, 7.30 a.m. and the Preston family at Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge watching the Lions and the Cowboys. If you're listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. or you'll be in the Lansing area, make sure you join me on Saturday night. Life is good. If you're a Lions fan or a Michigan fan right now, what a way to start uh, the new year. We also threw out our Honolulu Maize and Blue huge question of the day. What's going to go down Monday at the Rose Bowl between Alabama and Michigan? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. You can also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE. Now to 21000. Inside this hour, Doug Skeen. He is a member of five Big Ten championship football teams, late 80s, early 90s, including his redshirt year at the University of Michigan. Also a co-host on the Wolverine.com podcast with Chris Bow. So we'll hear from Skeener. He'll join us coming up in a few moments. Also, Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, former color commentator on the Lions Radio Network. We'll talk Michigan and the Lions with Brandy. And like I said, you want to join in on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. And also opted on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. That is the word HUGE to 21,000. I like Michigan in a, you know, 2017, 21-17. It will be a dogfight game. I think both defensive units will control this game. What quarterback has the bigger day in Pasadena, Milrow or JJ? So I'm curious to see what the audience is saying. And if you can't get in on air on the Mercantile Bank listener line, you can join us at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. That's the word HUGE uh, to 21000. You tell me. I say 21-17. I think Michigan 
will win. Uh, one thing that doesn't get broken down a lot when you do all the analytics, which people do today, and you do stats, is the extended period of quality coaching staffs versus the other coaching staff. So you're up against Saban, who arguably is the best college football coach ever. Seriously. And Harbaugh and his staff. And they have not had great first halves in their previous two college football playoff experiences. That's one little thing pulsing with me. I want to get his thoughts on coaches versus coaches, Bama defense versus Michigan offense, Michigan offense versus Bama defense, Doug Skeen, former Wolverine, part of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas. He's standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. How you doing, Skeener? I'm doing great, Bill. Happy to hear your voice. Yeah, trying to figure out what's going to happen Monday. Well, there's a lot of questions, isn't there? They're all the same ones. I've been circling around as exactly as you just mentioned. How will our offensive tackles hold up against their speedy defensive ends? And how will our defensive front keep their quarterback inside the fence, per se, and keep him from running around and really hurting us? I think those are two keys. And, and then, like you just said, uh, you know, the his, historically, historically, Coach Harbaugh in bowl games, not all that good. And so we'd like to see a change in that. And, and as I said in every big game throughout, you know, ever, you watch the first quarter, the first couple series for both teams will be scripted, planned out, very detailed. And then when you go from there, after that, as we, as we saw last year, as we saw two years ago against Georgia, if it still feels really uncomfortable and things seem kind of haywire and it's a little crazy by the third or fourth possession of the first half, you get to the end of the first quarter and it's still a little crazy, look out. That means we're not comfortable and that's when things have gone sideways for us in these playoffs. Why, why has Harbaugh struggled uh, in the postseason? You know, I'm talking bowl games or college football playoffs uh, the last two appearances, the first two for Harbaugh. What would you say from your observation deck, knowing the game of football at all levels, why the struggles uh, by play calling, game planning, counter game planning, whatever Georgia TCU did to Michigan, other bowl teams have done to Michigan. Why, why is that break not helping Harbaugh more than it's hurting him if he's this highly wanted NFL type head coach? Yeah, I, I think there's two there's two categories to the answer to that question, Bill. First of all, is non-playoff bowl games with Coach Harbaugh. A lot of those years, he, his top players didn't play to get themselves ready for the NFL draft, or some guys were hurt, or who knows what was going on there. So we, we were missing some guys, and I think that can change the chemistry of, of the team that takes the field when you know you're not in full power, and it feels like an, it feels like it's an exhibition game rather than a playoff game. So there's one explanation there, and I think that's part of it. And then, secondly, in the last two years in the playoffs, so that Georgia team was a steamroller. We just got ran over uh, physically and just athletically. I'll never forget a couple of those plays that those guys in the defense made against us, just covering the field. It was like it was just a, it was a stark difference, right? And then last year against TCU, I think we definitely got a little cute. Call, playing calls on our side of the ball. I think we outcoached ourselves in a few moments. J.J. makes a couple critical mistakes and throws the pick sixes. And TCU was ready to play, and, and, and we weren't. I, I really look back at last year and think, for whatever reasons, 
that Michigan team felt like, oh, we're just going to show up here and we're going to take care of business and get on to playing against Georgia in the national championship game. I'm not so sure that they were as tight as they could have been. Now, how those things develop, Bill, these are the, these are the questions that are answered inside the walls of Schembechler Hall. From what I've read this year, it looks like it sounds like Jim has laid off the intensity of practices a little bit to try to get his guys as fresh as possible. I know there's limits with the NCAA anyway and how much you can practice live football. But it's a, it's an interesting question. I I, I think that uh, you know there's there's there maybe there's too much time to think and overthink things. And you go out there and you get out of what you do best. And last year against TCU, we couldn't trust, you know in that first part of that game we couldn't stuff the ball in the end zone. That great offensive line we had, we couldn't get five yards. So then we end up doing some reverse pass thing with with Loveland, who'd never thrown a college pass in his life, and that turns into a mess. So. We just need to execute what we do well and keep our quarterback clean, and I think we'll be all right. But it's it's a mystery for sure, but the facts are, Jim Harbaugh in the playoffs and in, in, in the postseason, not a good record. That needs to change. For the most part, Harbaugh has had slow starts to every season he's ever been a part of at Michigan. People will talk about, hey, where's the play calling? It's, you know, whether they're number one in the country or it was a transition year like, you know, COVID – that you know, he had that they had that really good game at Minnesota with Joe Milton, and then the the COVID season just completely fell apart. I think they came home and got like just owned by Rocky Lombardi, who finished his career at Northern Illinois in the MAC. I there there is the coaching staff question that all right. So we're sitting down at the college football poker table, okay? You you me Ballas, uh, Safey, Superfly, and we get to draft and say, what coaching staff would you want the three weeks to get ready for their opponent? What would be the staff in college football you would want? I, th- mm. I think most would say Saban, right? Well, in this in this matchup, yeah, I'd put my money on Saban. If you went over the last few years, would you take the Georgia staff? Would you take the TCU staff last year who I think outcoached us? Uh, I there's some good questions in there. I, I think I think the Michigan staff under Jim Harbaugh would be last of the choices just because of the realities of what we've seen. It's interesting, man. I, I think it's J.J. McCarthy and the defense containing the edges. I know I sound repetitive all week long, but that's where I'm at right now. Contain the edges. Don't let the Alabama quarterback get loose on third and sevens and go run for 21 yards. Make them throw. Contain the edges. And J.J needs one of his best games in a Michigan uniform? No question. That is the answer. Keep the quarterback from Alabama inside the fence. Make him sit in there and be a quarterback. I don't think that's his strength. I think his strength is with his feet. And let J.J. have the game of his life. Our offensive tackles protecting him. Bill, I believe Michigan's going to find a way to do this, and it's going to be 31-28. Go Blue. 3128. Yeah, I got like 2117 Michigan. I the one thing they have, well, why or when we break down and why we do it, the coaching staffs and everything, this is the most athletic eleven on defense I've seen from Michigan. Not they you know, they've had Hutch and other guys who have stood out, right? Uh, but I'm talking the speed to the ball. I find this to be the quickest Michigan defensive unit speed to the ball that I've ever seen. Yeah, they're they're very very impressive. It starts in the middle with our interior defensive line protecting Junior Colson and letting that kid run free and make tackles. Our back end is really strong with Jonathan over there in the corner. Hopefully he's he's healthy, ready to go. 
We've got good safeties. I feel pretty good about our defense. And but you're right, Bill. This is this is you know a fundamental change happened after that COVID year, and and after we got our faces rubbed in it by Ohio State for the better part of seven eight years. Uh, and and the fundamentals change. I've, I've said this. You and I have talked about this. I think Jim, stop looking for great athletes that happen to play football. And he started looking for great football players that are also great athletes. And there is a difference between the two. And that's that produces tougher, more violent football teams on the field when you get football players first that are leading your team, showing the way. And it started three years ago now with that, that Aiden Hutchinson-led organization there in Ann Arbor. They changed, they changed the way Michigan plays, and it's been fun to watch ever since. It reminds us of the way we used to do it. And I think this is the recipe that's gotten us this far with all this success, and hopefully that does not change. And also when you get guys who are football players, you get a better culture, okay? And I think you're seeing this uh, somewhat with Ryan Day in Ohio State, that you can go have all the five stars and NIL money and Rolls Royces and anything you want, but I'm telling you, at the end of the year, even look at Florida State right now and look at all these opt-outs everywhere, Finding a culture where the guys want to go play for each other and win for each other is still, I think, the toughest thing to do in coaching at the D1 level. I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely one of the toughest things, and that's the special sauce that we've talked about. It's that chemistry in that room where you've got this healthy balance of competitive desire to win and beat each other out to, 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 to get the starting job. But the Michigan coaching staff has done an awesome job in the last few years of making a lot of guys beyond the obvious 22. A lot of guys feel like they are starters because of the rotation you see, especially on defense. So many guys play. They all feel like they, they play a critical role and you get better buy-in in the meetings and better buy-in in practice and better buy-in in January and February when you know the season ahead is going to heavily uh, depend on what you do as the individual. So, that recipe has worked really well really well for Jim the last few years, and that's why we're here. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, also a co-host with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com on the weekly Michigan football podcast, talking about Alabama and Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh, it, it feels like if the right NFL job is there, he's gone. Skeen, I don't, I'm not privy to any, you know, side door, back room conversation. I just, I, I feel that the offer's been there for a while. He hasn't signed it. If there is the right NFL job, he will go. But I stress it has to be the right one. I totally agree. I've been saying it all year, back to the summer when we were playing golf and and we talk about the hamburger witch hunt for Coach Harbaugh with the NCAA. I felt like it back then. And now with this, uh, you know, the, the sign-stealing mess and everything, it's still so yet to be determined there. And then I think you throw a little more, Bill, I think you throw a little more juice in this with his brother having arguably the best team in the NFL, maybe the hottest team going into the playoffs right now. Jim's one of the most in- incredibly competitive guys anybody that's ever been around. And he came, came so close to that Lombardi Trophy with the 49ers. His brother got it. I think he desperately would love to have another shot at it, and the clock is ticking. He's had a ton of success now at Michigan, making his third run in a national title. I absolutely believe if the right situation comes up, he'll jump to the NFL, and I don't blame the guy for doing so. If I were a football coach and I had my choice between the stability and the roster rules 
in the set regulations of the NFL versus the wild, wild west of college football, the NIL, the transfer portal, in very, very difficult ways for any coach in America to keep your roster intact, I would choose the NFL if it were me, and I won't be surprised if Jim does the same. The re-recruiting of players, the transfer portal, the NIL, uh, the different mindset of guys even wanting money for recruiting visits to some schools. NFL, you don't deal with that. Guys know what they're getting paid. They know their spot on the depth chart. It's all business. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why the stability I mentioned is it's a sure thing in the NFL. You know that whether you're the coach of the Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, Miami, or Seattle, doesn't matter. You're in a level playing field. There, Of course, there's other challenges to be said for different organizations throughout the NFL. And it's probably a little harder to get free agents to come play in Detroit than it is to come play in Dallas or Miami just because of the geographic location. But those things are the only differences in, in college football. If there's there's hardly any rules, Bill. I mean, we, we know, you and I know, and you can read all about it. If you get a star player on your team, good luck keeping him because five, ten or more other Division One teams are going to call that kid, get a hold of his parents or his uncle or whoever the decision maker is and offer a ton of money to jump in the portal and come play. And this is happening all over the country, and there's nothing any coach can do to stop it. And that's why I think one of the main reasons guys like Jim Harbaugh and others that have a chance to go to the NFL will take it. I agree 100%. Doug Skeen. Wow, me and Skeen agreeing. It must be the holiday uh, season. <laughs> Man, uh, happy New Year to you. What a weekend with the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night. Michigan, Alabama on Monday. Then Washington, Texas, the game right afterwards. Those winners will meet in Houston. One final thought looking ahead. If I'm Michigan, you want Washington to win that game. You don't want Texas having a home game for the national championship. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I like I like our matchup against either one of those teams. Washington obviously has a great quarterback and some great wide receivers, but I think there that's some other vulnerabilities. I'd say the same thing for Texas. And the crowd noise may be a little bit bigger down there in Houston. Yeah, it might be a little bit more of a home game. Uh, the, the Longhorn fans will be there in droves if they if they find a way to get there. But uh, I'll be happy with that matchup, no matter who it is, if we can find a way to get there. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast and the Wolverine.com. Man, enjoy the New Year's Eve weekend, that game on Monday, and we'll talk next week. All right, Bill. Happy New Year and go blue. Yeah, Doug Skeen joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Our Honolulu Maize and Blue Huge Question of the Day presented by Coppercraft Distillery, by the way. Uh, for your New Year's celebrations, uh, make sure you turn uh, to Coppercraft Beyond Honolulu Blue, the blue raspberry lemonade and vodka can drink in the or can drink in the Honolulu Blue and Silver cans available at Meyer and Spirit Stores all across Michigan. Ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Uh, they have a really cool line of bourbons and whiskeys and liqueurs. Uh, just Google Coppercraft. Distillery, or look for their products in stores all across Michigan if you are 21 and up. Speaking of looking for products, are you looking for a golf cart? Tricked out. What you want on it, what you want in it, what colors, what logos, do you, what rims. You, you can do this 
with Drew and his crew at Impact Power Sports 14 Mile Road in Rockford, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer. And how would you like to win the exact same Lions golf cart that Lomas Brown has? It's simple and easy. Just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing next summer during our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT to 21000. Tell all your friends and you'll have a shot at winning that Lions golf cart. And if you ever want your own custom golf cart for the neighborhood, for the golf club, for your business, for the lake house, wherever you need it, Stop by and see Drew and his team. You can design everything you want, and they do it right on site at Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile in Rockford, here on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest Yamaha cart golf dealer. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step and good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer here in about 35 minutes. Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey will join me. We'll talk Lions. Dallas game on Saturday. Look back at clinching in Minneapolis. It's presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. I get word that Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan, one of the good guys on and off air, is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing well, Bill. How are you doing? Doing good. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, back at you. All the happy holidays stuff. Yeah. Uh, For Michigan, uh, looking at that matchup with Alabama, people you've talked to, what intrigues you the most about What's going to go down at 5 p.m. at the Rose Bowl on Monday? Uh, what, yeah, what intrigues me the most is that I've been looking at this a lot of different ways, and I think this is the biggest test, and this is a Michigan offensive line game. You know, I, I, I think that we saw a little bit of the fact against Iowa and against uh, Penn State that, that our offensive line has a little trouble with speed rushing on the edge. And, and J.J. didn't have a lot of time, and, and passing game wasn't really there. And I, and I think Alabama's got the athletes up front to do that. So this offensive line will be challenged with, with Alabama up front. And J.J., you know, everybody's saying he's got to play well. He can't make mistakes. He's got to throw the ball well. But, but in order to do that, you've got to have time. So that goes right back to the offensive line. The other thing Michigan must do is, is run the football. And it's not just Blake Corm or Donovan Edwards. It, it's that offensive line. That, that, to me, is the key to this football game. How well our offensive line performs in pass protection and in running a football, because we have to run. We must make the run. Michigan must have the run effective, I think, in order to, to run the offense effectively. If we throw it 35 times a game, I think it's going to be very good for us. But, and, then, and then on defense, I think, the, you know, the Belichick method. You know, don't let their best player beat you, which means somehow – the Michigan defense has to make Milrow average because I think Milrow is the key to that offense. He's the guy. If he's on, if he's doing his thing, if he's extending plays, um, I, th- I think Alabama is a, is a tough offense. But if you can keep him and control him, I think uh, defensively you can you can uh, you can have your way a little bit with Alabama. But that's that's the way I see it. I, it just to me, it's it's Michigan's offensive line is the key to this whole thing. His name is Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan, talking Michigan football. Uh, Harbaugh, a uh, question I asked Doug Skeen earlier this hour, that when he's had that long break, uh, there hasn't been that sharp football to start both college football playoff games. Why will this one be different on Monday against Alabama? I mean, maybe it's because of experience. I mean, these guys have been there. J.J., uh, Donovan, uh, uh, Corum, they've been there and they've tasted the bad taste. And I think they've got that experience. They understand that, you know, job's not done. And, and it's not just okay to be there. you got to win. And, and I think that changes, I think, your perspective and preparation in, in all kinds of things. And I think that makes a little bit of difference in this one going forward. And I think Alabama, too, is a good draw for them. I mean, they know, they understand. You know, this is the quote-unquote, uh, uh, you know, big, the king of college football in Alabama and Nick Saban and da di da di da They realize that they got to be at their best. And they know that this is a huge game and all eyes are on them. And they know that they've been there before and have come home way not feeling real good about it. 
I think that gives them an extra perspective and edge. You know, J.J. McCarthy with two more wins, and that would make him a national champion, can really put himself in the same breath as the greatest Michigan quarterbacks ever if he can find a way to beat Alabama or Washington or Texas in the championship game in Houston. No question. I mean, that's that, that's why you go to Michigan. That's why you go to, you know, you, 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 you want to play in these games because you want the biggest stage and you want to play against the best. And, and J.J.'s been about that since he's, what, been 12 or 13 years old. And, and now he's in that spot. And, uh, you know, to what much is given, there is much expected. And, and I think he understands that and knows that. And uh, the other thing about J.J., I think, that has been really good, he's matured so well as a not just a quarterback and, and his physical ability to do the job, but as a leader, as a guy that has – gathered the the team around him and and created you know this it's not just about him it's about all of them and it's about offense and defense i think jj's been a part of that and i think that's the major growth that i've seen in him from when you know two years ago when he was a freshman and to now is that leadership capability and the fact that he's now you know gathered those players around him and and he wants to be a leader uh it's not just about him it's about them who would be your biggest surprise player of the year? Mine might be how good Sandra still has become as a DB. I don't know if that's a surprise. That's just really going next level. I wouldn't say it's a surprise. You could see the athleticism when he made the switch from receiver to the secondary for Harbaugh. But uh, his play has been outstanding this yeah. year. I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I think Mikey Sandra still has been just unbelievable. I mean, not just, not just as a player, but as a leader. I mean, he's made plays everywhere. He is a playmaker, which is great. And, yeah, and the only other spot that I would say is that the defensive front, the interior defensive front, the, the rotation of Graham and Jenkins and uh, all the rest of them, Benny, and, and they're all, they all, it's it just they are able to stop the run, and and they don't get a lot of credit that front seven, but but they're they're tough, and and they make it hard on the other guys, and it's you know they don't have that Aiden Hutchinson, they don't have that one guy. Mike Barrett's been in there, but so is Colson, and so is you know, the rest of them. I, I, it's just been a, a kind of a no-name defense, if you will. But, but Mike Sainer still is the leader of that defense, and I think that's why you focus on him, and I think you're absolutely right. He's been that guy that has uh, kind of taken the mantle over. That's been fun to watch. What's your prediction on the game? I know you're a big fan of predictions. I hate predictions. I hate them. I just, I, 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 you always try to get me to do this. I mean, obviously, I want Michigan to win, but again, I think it's you go to. I hate to give scores and all that other stuff. I think it's going to be in the twenties. Both offenses are too strong. I think the winner, you know, I mean, maybe it's the first guy to early low thirties just to win, uh, you know, and um, maybe it's mid twenties. But uh, clearly, you got to stop the big plays. You can't turn it over, and you and you must. And I talk about a clean game, uh, and I don't mean just—I don't mean just clean in, in the fact that you don't want penalties. You know, all that stuff is obvious, and no turnovers. But you know what the other clean part is, Bill? Is no missed assignments. You know, you don't want that negative play because you missed a block. You don't want to leave an unblocked rusher come through and, and you know stop your quarterback so you're second and twenty or something like that. Those are, those are the. That's what I want about a clean game. If you get beat physically, one, that's one thing. But if you make that mistake, that mental error where you you miss that blocker, you blow a coverage. That's what I mean by clean game. Don't make those mental mistakes. Don't make those mistakes. It gives the other guy 
an easy go. That that to me is, is, is a clean game, along with you know no penalties and and you know keep your poise. You see so many of these bowl games recently, and I'm thinking, God, I'd sat some of these guys down for some of the things that they did, and and you don't want that in this game. You want it clean, and you want it uh, crisp, and you want to be on top of it mentally and physically. What's your biggest concern about Alabama? Is it the quarterback running? Is it the athletes they have on defense? What? Yeah. Well, what is one thing you've seen that you you could be watching that game, or you will be watching it? But when you're watching it on Monday, you're like, I, I knew this would be tough for Michigan. What would that be right. on Saban's side? On offense, it is Milrow. I mean, if he's if he's running around, if he's if he's extending plays, he's that he's the the uh, Mark Jackson. Okay. Of, of Alabama, you, he can. You got him nailed. It's it's going to be third and twenty, and all of a sudden he, he runs around and makes it third and two, and 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 you just that that that's a killer. You know? And 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 that to me is the key. The other thing is they got great corners. Uh, I think our tight ends are going to be very large because I, I, you know their corners are as good as we probably will have seen. And again, the other thing I mentioned, uh, they're edge rushers. We we did not do a great job uh, blocking speed on the edge uh, against Iowa and, and against Penn State, and I think hey Alabama is no stupid. They they know what's going on. They've seen film. Uh, they they're going to try to take advantage of that, and and Alabama's got the athletes to do that at cornerback and at the edge rushing position. So those are those are concerns of mine. Jim Brandstatter, Happy New Year, my friend. Always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Hey, Bill, good. Same thing to you. Have a great new year, and uh, let's get to a national championship game. That'd be fun to talk about. Yeah, that's the next step. I mean, after two straight college football playoff appearances, three straight Big Ten titles, I think getting to the national championship game and then taking care of business, because I will say I don't think either Texas or Washington will be as physical as Alabama. So this will be a test Monday at the Rose Bowl. Can't wait to watch it. Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome, Bill. Take care. Happy New Year. Yeah, back at you, Jim Brandstad, our former voice of Michigan football, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Sign. Remember, you can watch the game Monday with me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. They have six different locations showing Michigan, Alabama on the big screen with the recliners, with the adult beverages and the service there, food and more. Get your tickets now at CelebrationCinema.com. Also find out the location close to you where you can watch Michigan, Alabama on the big screen. You can join me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. That's Monday at 5 p.m. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
refuge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our talented producer extraordinaire. Happy New Year to everybody. Enjoy the weekend, man. You got the Cowboys and the Lions on Saturday night. If you're listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. in the Lansing area, my longtime friends, the Preston family, they have Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge. I'll be there. Great belly up to the bar. Classic place in the Preston family, as good as any people I've ever met. So Vic and Lanny, Joey, Randy, Jerry, I'll be at Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge for the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night. And then Sunday, Superfly, I'm going to the 80s Rewind New Year's Eve Bash at Soren Eagle. Oh, yeah. Trying to figure out what I can wear that would make me look 80s. I did think about an old pair of parachute pants I had for like an 80s party. I don't think so. I don't know. What am I going to do? Grease grease my hair back, right? Got to put gel and spike it. I think I'm just going to wear like a... Find a flashy blazer, right? Some white pants, something like that. I'm not really worried. I'll be honest. When you get 62, you're not as worried as... 
how stylish you are as you were at 52. That's going to be a bash. Uh, they got the food, the party. I'll be staying up there. Yeah, if you're not doing anything. Soaring Eagle, Sunday night, the 80s Rewind. The biggest New Year's Eve party anywhere in Michigan. And I'll be there. I would take some nominations on what I should wear for the 80s Rewind New Year's Eve bash at Soren Eagle. Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I, I did look in my closet and say, what do I have that would be 80-ish? I don't have a lot because I burned that stuff with gasoline when it hit the 90s. Because I thought I looked good. When you look back at photos in the 80s, you thought you looked good. MC Hammer could pull it off wearing parachute pants. I looked like an overweight genie that needed to fast. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll take some advice for what to wear to the 80s Rewind New Year's Eve bash at Soren Eagle on Sunday night. You can drop those at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. I don't have a members-only jacket. I, I did look. I had a jacket where it almost has an 80s feel to it. It's like brown leather. What was the biggest style? You don't know, Superfly. You weren't even born. Yeah, color, something colorful, like the Miami Vice look. See, that's what I mean, the white blazer, pink shirt, white pants. And then I'll walk into the party and every guy will love me. (laughs) I am going to, I think I'm going to do a blazer with a colorful shirt and either buy white pants, white shoes. White shoes were big. I remember that in the eighties, my eighties closet. I thought I was cool. And man, when it hit the nineties, which I think was the greatest decade ever. Were you born in the nineties? Superfly 90. Yeah. I burned all that stuff. I actually wore the, it was the Zubas. What were, what were they were? They weren't quite parachute pants, but they were like Zubas. Yeah, they were, you can, uh, I, I think they were Zubas. Oh, then I thought with my uh, members only jacket that I look good, right? Cause you gotta remember, I started DJing in the eighties. That's why the 80s Rewind will be good. Uh, They have a band, and I assume a DJ in between the band and probably before and after the band, right? Because when I was DJing in the 80s, so big hair for the girls. Guys had a little business in the front party in the back. I wore a lot of, like, gel and the spiked hairdo, right? But those hairdos look good when you're thin, athletic, and... 20-something. When you're 60-something, the spiked hair makes you look like you're with Hannibal Lecter in solitary confinement. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think it was, I heard Tim McCullough talk about the 80s party, and I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be in Grand Ledge on Saturday night at Preston's Bar for the Cowboys and Lions, hang out with Lanny and the Preston family. And I'll drive right up 127, go to Soren Eagle, stay, get back home. I think I get the kids back on New Year's Day, go watch Michigan and Alabama at 5 o'clock at Celebration Cinema North. That's a pretty good weekend.
It is. I'm thinking the white blazer, the white pants, the white shoes. Because I told you that story before that me and my brother wanted to look good back in the 80s. And we went to a wedding and we went to, I think it was the King's Room at Woodland Mall in Grand Rapids. And we bought teal suits. Well, little did we know that we actually bought teal suits that matched. And we both thought we were the coolest dudes on the planet with teal shoes. So when we walked into this reception in Jenison on the west side of GR, when we first walked in, four people said, are you guys with the band? 80s, you were closed blind in the 80s. You, what you thought looked good, if you look back on it, you're like, my God, I don't even share those photos. They, they went up in flames with all the 80s stuff. So, yeah, Sunday night, the 80s Rewind New Year's Eve bash at Soren Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Now, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, our full show, our podcast and interviews are free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.